It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. At midcourt, extra pass. And it goes for the win! The three-pointer by Jordan Poole! Here's the give. Walker! Kenny Walker! Touchdown! Smarty! Goff's got it. Back, looks, throws, ends up. Yes! Touchdown to Craig Lyons! They did it! Armand Ross, they brought the receiving end! Sends one to deep left center field. Back it goes, and that ball's out of here! A grand slam from a young Cabrera. He's got two goals. Larkin in on goal. Scores! His first career hat trick in his seventh season for Dylan Larkin. Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. Rise and shine, folks. Good Monday morning, June is the 27th day of February 2023. We welcome you to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Danny Kahala, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino, all joining you. Thank you for joining us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening. All across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio as well. From Traverse City down to the Glass City, GR to the Motor City, we say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And of course, we encourage you, join the program at any time. Text the keyword sports radio. Send that to 21,000 sports radio to 21000. Meyer Supercenter guest line 248951 2176. 248951 2176. We're on uh, Twitter at XP Mornings, Facebook X's and Bros. And of course, good morning to our television audience as well on BCSN and streaming live all across the world at our Michigan Sports and Network YouTube page. Add a .com to that to find our website. XBmornings at gmail.com is our fan feedback email inbox. And you can find us all individually on Twitter. Danny Cahalan is a Dan of the studio. Ryan Elke is a Ryan L underscore key. And I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. Gentlemen, good morning to uh, both of you. Happy Monday. How was the weekend? Anything good happening? Anything exciting? What did you do? Anything fun? I went to Akron, remember? Gosh. I, oh, that's right. You were going yes. to Akron to play Firestone. That is exciting. But I wish uh, we didn't. It was uh, 15 minutes, I think, from the hotel. So not far. Uh, south of town, Firestone. I did not know where. I've never been there. I've only been to Akron to go to a basketball game. So I got the. We did not. We stayed in a decent hotel, not in the uh, the five star or near five star uh, place you were talking about. Oh yeah, that place is really nice. They get waterfall when you walk in. It's pretty pretty incredible. And you were there to see your buddy playing a band, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a metal show. It was. Uh, whew. There were some intense bands. There was one band from Alabama. They were like. Uh, metal and rap it was very interesting uh then we probably saw i don't know if you know greta van fleet is um from frankenmuth like yeah i know fred van uh, vliet yeah okay yeah well uh anyway this band that we saw was like the metal uh greta van fleet it just felt like these kids were going somewhere they're it was uh, 
19 year old and three 17 year old kids and they're uh very very good for their age so that was like it was like oh maybe like in 10 years we're gonna be saying we saw these kids in front of 50 people pretty interesting um i i haven't really heard i don't know what the latest metal song would be i haven't heard anything out of that genre new or after 2010 in god knows how long. well that you i mean because you're not listening to it well i what i'm saying is like i haven't i haven't heard like nothing new has come up anywhere Nothing new has come up on, uh, like, on YouTube or Spotify or anything like that. There's never been any suggestions. There's new metal music constantly. You just don't listen to it. It's not like, like, the reason we listened to it, I feel like, was we all listened to 89X, at least a little bit, which kind of got us into harder music, and we, you know, there were some metal-ish songs involved. But, I mean, it's not like, were you listening to Iron Maiden? all the time no i don't listen to that but i feel like you're into metal if you're into metal yeah but i feel like if you were if you were listening to like metallica or corn or system of a down or godsmack if you were listening to that on youtube that you would get something new like it would yeah that's fair it would just that's fair it would just pop up and be like hey but it's always like all the same yeah you're right 150 songs just over and over and over which is fine um but you know it's like hey i haven't haven't heard anything new in in that genre you're never going to hear it on radio and you're right about the 89x like that definitely uh definitely played a role uh for anybody who grew up in our area uh, because that was such a uh, such a popular station uh at the time and and for alternative music that had really sort of peaked and then just poof just kind of just kind of went by the wayside kind of disappeared very strange uh ryan how was your weekend this weekend Chaos, lots of chaos personally, and it's weird how just sports were not played on Saturday, just none, nothing at all, any and all scores reported, any highlights, that's all fake news, those are deep fakes, so very woke on that, that the internet's just putting out fake sports highlights, I mean, just how low can people go on the internet to just produce those things is just remarkable. Very... um yeah wow tough weekend tough weekend great weekend for michigan uh they're going to continue they're continuing to kind of backdoor their themselves uh, how many this. teams blew a tw- like there was a lot of really big blown leads in college in, in basketball NBA, this weekend well, nba as well the you know, nba Matt, with the Matt's lakers a sizable one but like man northwestern versus illinois penn state and rutgers again no games on Saturday, so no, no, some deep fake highlights of MSU blowing some lead. I don't know; they didn't play. Michigan uh, blew a lead against Wisconsin, and then you know came back to rally to get it to overtime. Uh, that was a very, very exciting contest yesterday. That obviously uh, we'll talk about here today. Uh, Tigers opened up spring training, so that's exciting. Uh, we'll discuss that. Uh, the Big Ten and basketball as a whole, the Red Wings. Uh, what they had going on. We'll get in with the uh, the Pistons with another integrity of percentages loss. So that is good. Johnny Kane teaching us all uh, something new the last time we spoke to him. And uh, we, we, we've slowly started to see that uh, on the graphics, the Wolverines have gone from nowhere near it to next four out. 
in some bracketology uh, brackets. So they're they're getting they're inching inching closer. But uh, the task at hand. I mean, yesterday I just thought they came out really sluggish. Uh, I thought that the entire atmosphere uh, was very you know very like everybody went out the night before. I went out the night before. Uh, so I got it. I totally understood. But it's like the rest of you people can't. You, you guys can't afford to go out there and do like do, do this like that. So it will be uh, it'll be very interesting how the, the next you know couple weeks play out between the regular season and the conference tournament. I mean, there are some games available, but that Central Michigan loss is just haunting Michigan right now, just haunting them. And that's and that's why they find themselves where they're at today. I mean, they should be seventeen and eleven. Without that loss to Central Michigan, you wouldn't have to worry about every time CMU loses how bad that looks for your program. Like that, that loss right there, that is just a uh, that that's just a disaster. And you know, but you know, finally, you know, the team's playing with a little urgency. Uh, they're playing like their season is on the line, and that's exactly and that's exactly uh, what is happening. I mean, they they you got it. You got to you got to win just about everything you can you can play. Uh, in order to keep this thing afloat and keep keep the dream alive, so it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what they're able to do with just a couple of games remaining uh, uh, that are going to be on the road, no less, because you know yesterday was our final home game. Only honored one senior. That makes my life really easy from a reading standpoint. And it was just Joey Baker. Oh, yeah, so say, and it was just Baker. So like the list of accolades at Michigan is pretty small. slim. Yeah, pretty slim. One year started fifteen games. Or whatever, great, and then uh, just keep it moving. Simple as that. Uh, we'll step aside when we return. Uh, the Tigers—they are at um, you know, spring training. It, it's here. It is here, and they're playing again tonight at six thirty-five. We'll talk about them next here, X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now he's a managing partner at Bean Garter. They are one of America's top accounting and business firms, and they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of Michigan. If you're a small business, big business, and you're looking for the professionals who can help your business on any tax or business need you have, go to beangarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And we're close to March Madness. So be looking for our huge bracket challenge where you could win big cash, courtesy of Tom Rosenbach and his team from Bean Garter. We'll have more details in the coming weeks. But if you're a business decision maker or owner and you're looking for professionals to help your business, contact Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Garter. B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R dot com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Do it for the love of money. Saturdays in February, 7 to 11 p.m. Winners choose $3,000 in premium play, $1,500 cash, or 1,500 entries into the February 25th drawing for a Chevy Camaro CL1. For the love of money, $130,000 giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. The new M-Perks is here. Reward yourself with dollars off your purchases, fuel rewards, and more at Meyer. Earn 10 points on nearly every dollar you spend when you shop in-store or on Meyer.com. Then use your points to claim and redeem rewards any way you want. Plus, earn points for every qualifying prescription filled at your Meyer pharmacy. Download the Meyer app to sign up, or if you're already using M-Perks, start earning points and saving today. Save more with M-Perks. Exclusions apply. See Meyer.com to learn more. 
Share your thoughts all morning long on the Meyer Guest Line. Call 248-951-2176. That's 248-951-2176. Now, back to Danny, Ryan, and A.B. Welcome back here to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you riding along with us as we begin a uh, the, the venture into the 2023 Detroit Tigers baseball season. That's right. Spring training began this weekend. The Tigers playing Saturday and Sunday, both of which were a Joker Merchants uh, statement, uh, statement stadium. Uh, here's a statement. Uh, they won on Philadelphia against Philadelphia on Saturday, four to two. Lost yesterday, uh, ten to six to the Baltimore Orioles. And I'm glad I was able to just survive getting through that because apparently um, struggling with words this morning, which is uh, which is you know, not not necessarily a, r- a rarity. Uh, but spring training officially here it has begun this is it man are you ready one and one clubs playing 500 ball i mean get on the wagon now's the time haven't seen the second of it um believe the bally first broadcast is uh this coming sunday the fifth um i'm looking forward to tiger's baseball I, i love being at the ballpark so you know i i'm i'm ready for tigers i hope i i i know riley green is gonna be good this year i don't i'm still very concerned about about spencer torkelson and that swing because there are some holes in that swing and major league pitchers found them and will continue to unless you change your bat angle wow I'm, I did you see any at bats at all? I haven't checked anything out. No, not yet. Um, because as you said, the ballet doesn't pick it up until the fifth. Are they are they flying you down there, Dan, for for stats with you and Simo uh, and Shep? No, I wish that'd no, be kind of cool. That would be nice. Uh, yeah, like there's probably like four, five production. Not even. There's like you know it'll be like Shep, Simo, and three or four people. Wow. Natalie. Natalie is Natalie. She might be back now. She was there last week for uh, doing interviews and stuff. Yeah. I mean, you might as well just stay the heck with it. Just stay down there. Yeah. I mean, freezing rain again today here in Detroit. Just just tough, tough weather. Um, You know, really in spring training. I mean, obviously it's the preseason, right? So what do you what do you really what are you really looking for outside of a guy with an ERA of 162? That's one of those numbers that just really sticks out. You know, the uh, the Tigers lost to Baltimore. How about this? With only registering one out, just that that's it. Jace Fry got his brains beat in, gave up five hits, six runs. All six were earned. He walked the batter. He did strike one out. His ERA is at 162. 162 that is i've never seen a number that high i I can't even count that high his era is equivalent to the number of games in an mlb season uh but that's just obviously one bad outing it is what it is but it's going to be um you know spring training i'm trying to view things through the lens of some of our uh, and and maybe even dan's um 
through their lens, trying to see it, trying to see and maybe hope for Tigers baseball to be different. I'm not sure if Ryan is on my wagon or not, or aware kind of, I, mean, I know that Dan is very excited and I feel like Dan kind of embodies what some of our listeners are looking for. Like, Hey, look at the young guys and you know, maybe they'll surprise us or not. Ryan, where are you at on this? Prove it to me. Okay. <laughs> All right. So kind of, yeah, kind of, kind of with me where I would say you're probably more even middle of the pack as far as me being doom and gloom. I mean, hell I rooted for everybody else to make the playoffs. Uh, so I just, I just don't see the, with the lack of the lack of movement for the roster in the off season. I really just don't, I just don't see it. I don't think that anything magical is going to happen as far as, uh, you know, this guy's just turning it around out of nowhere. Maybe Torque finds a stroke. Maybe he doesn't. You know, but at the end of the day, if nothing changes, you know, he's still a high hundreds, you know, low two hundreds kind of guy, along with the rest of the roster. You know, basically, you know, two oh eight, two tens, two twelve, stuff like that. So I guess uh, I'm just not uh I'm not going to allow myself to be suckered into another team that is doing something without actually doing it for me to see, to believe in, if that makes sense. That's what I'm looking for. This is the the era of the pitch clock as well, uh, as I see that uh, Dan just sent me a, a video that, oh, what, what in the video that you sent, what did you see? Okay. Pitch clock? <laughs> it's, um, it's, the video is Pedro Baez pitching, uh, in the 2016 NLCS and they they have it side by side with Jose Altuve run uh beating out an inside the park home run and he he runs seven inside the park home runs in between pitches of this in this in this game yeah I I saw some people that were upset like oh my goodness can you imagine the World Series coming down to you know the winning run gets walked in because of the of a pitch clock and i'm like well i mean it's no different than jumping off sides you know in or or committing a pass interference penalty in the end zone and giving them first and you know first down and goal from the half inch line like i mean come on like there's the, the, the james the rule, bradbury rules the rule like you could see the clock they're not hiding it from anybody like just i in the in what the limited spring training baseball that I did see over the weekend, it looked like the clock was having a pretty good effect. I mean, pitchers were, hey, get the ball, let's get our sign, let's get through what we're going to do, and let's fire this thing with 10 or 12 seconds remaining on the on the pitch clock. I like that a lot. It's good. All we want to do is keep the games moving. Like, that's it. We want to do it in college football. Baseball's not alone in this. Uh, we We want to be able to, you know, watch a game and have the rest of our lives in order to do something instead of everything taking three hours like that. That's or four hours in some cases. That's, that's all we're looking for. We're just looking for a little better pace uh, of the game. And the pitch clock is going to be extremely helpful for the grounds crew. It's going to be very helpful for uh promo crew and uh, in, in game promotions uh, during the breaks, because having that clock out there is very, very important. And I know that the clock has existed at the major league level, uh, for a lot of years in between breaks so that you knew how much time you had. Uh, it's nice to have that down there on the field, though, you know, to, to be able to say, okay, we got 30 seconds, everybody off the field, 
Um, the other team should be on the field. They should be you know warmed up at that time. So you're typically getting off like right around like a minute left on that clock uh, before you start the the next inning or half inning, I should say. I love it. I think it's great. It's absolutely great. It's great for the game of baseball. Uh, a lot of people, the traditionalists will hate it. I understand. But whatever it takes to keep the game moving because it, it, it could get slow. And that's the idea. Let's just let's just speed up the pace of play. We're not taking anything from the baseball traditionalists. We're just moving the game along. We're just trying to get it. Like, let's just keep, let's keep the pitchers pitching. You know, the shift, uh, banning of the shift, maybe designed to generate a little bit more action on the base paths. Okay. Uh, to me, I was always just hit it the opposite way. And if you can't do it, then why are you a pro? Uh, but, hey, you know what? That's that. They will adjust the shift in order to respond to the rule accordingly. Uh, that is one of those things that I am very interested to see in how teams are going to defend when they can't shift. If they're going to just move the shortstop as close to the second base bag and move the second baseman uh, basically to the middle of, uh, you know, between first and second, bring that right fielder up a little bit and then shift over the, the center fielder and the left fielder. Will they, will we see something like that? Really see managers playing chess out there? Well, you know, I mean, it's a lot, a lot can happen between now and then, but uh, spring training officially underway. So I know that for Tigers fans, it is, uh, is definitely time to, to celebrate as opening day is right around the corner. We'll step aside when we return big weekend. In Big Ten basketball, we'll get into it next year. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Get more for your money this week at Meyer. Right now, when you buy six select items, you'll save $3, including Prego Pasta Sauce, Dan and Light and Fit, or Oiko's Greek Yogurt, and Meyer Food Storage Bags. Plus, Coca-Cola or Pepsi products are buy six, save $3, plus deposit where applicable. And pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Get more for your money at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Get a taste of sweet rewards, up to $5,000 cash. Every Friday in February from 7 to 11 p.m., play for a chance to take home the chocolate bar with prizes from $1,000 premium play all the way up to $5,000 cash. Don't miss sweet rewards. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details.
You're listening to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Can't call in? Text us using the keyword sports radio and send it to 21000 or tweet us at XB Mornings. Now back to Danny Kahalen, Ryan Elke, and Anthony Bellino. Welcome back here to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Danny Kahalen, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino all joining you. Thank you for joining us no matter who you are where you are how you may be listening all across the great state of michigan we say good morning to you we welcome you we thank you we appreciate you and of course we encourage you join the program at any time text the keyword sports radio send that to twenty one thousand sports radio to two one zero 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 or call us to the meyer super center guest line two four eight nine five one twenty one seventy six two four eight nine five one two one seven six all right very very exciting weekend in college basketball Let's just start first with the big obvious one here. What in the hell happened to Michigan State? Like they, they you know, this is a team that we expect the you know first team to seventy might win. Hundred points. Yeah, a uh, hundred. Yeah, hundy. And they, had, yeah, and they're in the. I don't know what to say. I was just watching. I. Didn't get to watch the whole game. I did watch the end of that game. Oh, that's the best part. Yeah, sure. Well, most exciting part then. Yes. And I was watching with my father. My dad was losing his mind when there was like a minute left. And I sat there and go, I literally said, the only way this can happen is Iowa has to be perfect from three. And even then, it's going to take something weird to happen. And the weird was age and. Michigan State, I think, went like 10 of 11 on their free throw attempts in that final minute and a half, or 14 of 15. It was the last free throw A.J. Hogard missed that allowed it to get to a tied game. And it wasn't even like, oh, well, he missed one free throw. That caused it. Like, no, they they were great from free. They were like 27 of 30 in the second half on free throws. It was the fact that in the final minute you have the guard backing down, Iowa's guard backing down, went down six, and what does Michigan State do? Malik Hall tries to come help and dig on the guy backing down when they're down six and leaves the guy wide open for three. Mm. Where's your awareness there? You play the umbrella defense. You guard the three-point line. Let them go inside. I do like what Iowa ran for their final bucket uh, to get this thing into overtime when it was 101 to 98. You're seeing this ran more and more and more. Every team in the country does it. Uh, pro teams do it. Uh, everybody's doing it. And basically what will happen is you will have your guard uh, bringing the ball uh, up the floor on you know trying to get to one side of the floor. So let's just say, for instance, in, in this case, Iowa bringing the ball up the left side of the floor and the, the, the guard that is trailing with him is just on the right side, right? So they're across from each other. The ball handler will cut across the middle of the floor, and they will run a, um, a DHO and then give it to the, the guard that was a dribble handoff, and they'll run it with the guard who was trailing uh, with the ball handler. He will pitch it and pick, and then from there, uh, that guard has you know like a sliver of, sliver of time to get, to get the shot off. And let it fly, and that's exactly what uh, Iowa ran. Uh, it's been it's been run a hundred million times, and it's what I, I, Villanova in twenty seventeen ran uh, to win the national championship. Like it's it's just like this is 
common. So when you see it, if it's late game and you and, and you're watching uh, basketball, look for it. You know, especially in the college level, but it is in the pro level as well. But you know, more to more times than not in the pro level, your ball handler is just going to be able to you know create his own shot, and they'll probably just run high pick and roll action for him. But at the college level, sometimes it's you know you struggle a little bit to be able to get your shot off, and there it is. Uh, you'll you'll see it, you'll notice it, and the minute you, I hopefully I did a good job of describing it. Uh, so for our television viewers, too good of a job. Ball handler for real? Did you, that was okay. Too good of a job. Just you know brings up bad memories. Recent memories. Yeah, well, you know, it, it, it's happened in Michigan, too. It's like, I'm right there with you. It's, it's really, it's unstoppable. If your ball handler, if, you're, if you don't have any ball pressure early that is on defensively that's forcing the other team to send a big guy to try to screen, that might throw, a, that might throw it for a loop a little bit. Uh, you could still get the same action, if you want, uh, off of a ball screen to, you know, a guard coming in off the wing. But once again, you'll see your two, uh, you, whoever your ball handler is and your trail guy, ball handler will be on one side of the floor. He'll pick one half of the floor. Um, your trail guy will be on the opposite half, obviously. Ball handler goes across the middle, dribble handoff. Secondary guard comes underneath, gets the handoff, and gets the shot. That's it. Uh, plain and simple. Really easy. Everybody calls it something different. Everybody has it in their playbook. And it was just, it was really, really shocking to see Iowa you know, I, in Michigan State responding from the free throw line, right? Because how often does this ever work? It's like, oh, good, you know, right? Because when normally, they first started fouling, what was the score when they first started? That? It was, I don't know when 12, the first. 13, started, it was ninety-one to seventy-eight with a minute thirty left. Ninety-one to seventy-eight. Yeah, thirteen-point game. Yeah, with a minute thirty left, and they started fouling. Yes, very rarely. I mean. Does this and, ever happen? Yeah, and Iowa went in six for nine in that final minute <laughs> of three-point. Got the offensive rebounds. But, again, when you're shooting long shots, they're going to produce long rebounds. And, but you still got to come up with one of them. One of, one, one of those rebounds would have ended that game. Because, yeah, offensively, Michigan State, they did all they could do. Like, they sat there and... They were making their free throws, kind of keep forcing Iowa to keep making their shots. And guess what? They kept making their shots. And it was just, yeah, heartbreaking way to lose after you have that offensive explosion for 100 points in regulation. But this is what MSU has had issue with is kind of closing games out or, you know, keeping second half leads. And it's you know, why they're nine and eight in big 10 play. They've had probably good half of their losses. They've probably led by double digits in the second half of those games. You know, I don't, uh, I would have to go back, you know, game by game to notice this, but it just something that stuck, uh, stood out to me as I was going through the play by play, trying to look for where the score was at, you know, they'll, they provide you with the shot chart, how accurate that is. I'm not really sure. But I was really surprised to see one Iowa basically is, you know, rim twos and threes. That's all they are. Uh, Iowa hit three shots outside the paint. They scored 112 points, three shots outside of the paint that were not three pointers. That's it. Michigan state only hit five shots from the left side of the floor. Is that, have you ever noticed that? Are they that right wing heavy? I never. I mean, they're real, like to the way, way far right, like way right. 
I'm talking like Trump right. <laughs> how far right they are. That's crazy. I never noticed that. And then I'm now, yeah, now I'm starting to think about like, okay, when all right, when were they at Michigan? No, all right, the direction of the floor they were going was a lot of their action on the right side. Like, where were they? What exactly were they doing over there? And it's like, okay, well, five baskets on the left side of the floor, like yeah, I'd have, those like are said, probably all Jaden and Akins being the lefty shooter. Uh, let's see. Well, I, I can actually scroll over the top and see. Uh, we got Tyson Walker for one, Joey Hauser for one. Oh, Malik Hall, that was a miss. Akins for another. Akins. Akins. Yeah, so Akins with three of them. Wow. Yeah, um, I've never noticed that. I mean, keep an eye on that. Yeah, I think that it could just be an anomaly. I say it makes sense, like, but it also kind of makes sense just knowing where their offense kind of runs and what their guards do that that would happen. But I don't know. That was that was a heartbreaking loss, and just because he. Your offense explodes. You you play it the right way until the final minute. You play thirty nine to forty minutes, the correct way. But even then, even then, I mean, they they shot the ball well for the free throw line. Yep. No, like, say it's and it was more of that deep, like the part. defense in the last minute of like, why are you digging down on a guy down six, knowing Iowa, who has shot thirty five threes in this game. Why are you not sticking with your man on the three-point line? The Iowa Warriors, they... uh, Why are you not following up three? Izzo, you've been a coach for 50 years, and you still won't do it, and it's cost you games throughout your career. Oh, a fouling up three. Is it They were talking about it last yesterday during the Michigan game that the reason that they didn't that Michigan was able to hit the tying three was because they didn't foul early on. They should have fouled as soon as, you know, with as soon as five seconds, it was under five seconds foul and they didn't. And Michigan was able to hit the tying three. Oh man. So if they foul, they sent us to the line. I'm trying to remember we are in regular bonus at that point. So one and one. Make the first, miss the second, off the rim, tip it out on the offensive rebound. Then a two. A two can get you. Two can get you a tie. A three can get you a win. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It it is. In Wisconsin, like I, we'll probably pivot pivot into Michigan now. But with Wisconsin, though, I get some of the ways they were playing because they're a bad free throw shooting team. They are just. Bad. I think they shoot like under 65% collectively. So it's hard to play the foul game going back and forth when you have no trust in your team to hit those shots. Where Michigan State is one of the best free throw shooting teams. They just don't have an offense where they get to the foul line a lot. Yeah, the foul in the following th- by th- uh, you know up three and foul, that is a uh... It's it's interesting. I could see why some people would debate it, and some people, um, you know, because if you miss that second, you get you get that rebound. But what are the odds you can get that rebound? Do you have the size down low to block out uh, down the lane lines? That's a good question. Uh, also, after the Michigan State game on Saturday, well, we had uh, Nebraska beat Minnesota seventy eight sixty seven, so that was cool. Uh, good for Nebraska. Uh, Minnesota absolute train wreck. And then you had number seventeen Indiana going into Mackey. 
beating number five, Purdue, 79-71. How about that from the Indiana Hoosier Daddies? Wow. Jalen Hood Shafino, my dog. They I swept told Purdue. They, Purdue's Purdueing right now hard. Purdue is Purdueing. Like, this is what Purdue does. Uh, Zach Eady had 26-16. and 16. Where else you getting buckets from? The big fellow's been he's been masking some of your some of your issues now for the length of the season. Purdue's good. Are they a number one overall seed? They might have been playing like that at one point, but I just I don't think that you can rely on on Zach Eady to do everything for you. And Jalen Hood Shafino, I've been to try to tell you guys the kid's a bucket. He is one and done. He's out of here. There's I mean, you look at that kid, there's no way he's not going to the league. That I mean, you want to construct a create a player, that's the guy right there. I like his game a lot. Big, big fan. Big fan. And then we get into Sunday's games. We had Maryland uh, beating number 21 Northwestern. Uh, just, just beat them like a drum, 75-59. Ohio State beats Illinois. What is going on with the fighting Illini? That's only Ohio State's fourth conference victory, 72-60. to Buckeyes beat the uh, fighting Illini. Rutgers tops Penn State in a game that maybe four people watch, 59-56. And then the big one, 87-79. The maize and blue in overtime, putting up 19 in the extra frame. Down three. Ball out of bounds. And a Terrence Williams the second just throws the ball into Hunter Dickinson. He puts the ball on the deck. Ball in the corner. Shucks it a ball in the corner too. Yeah, I mean corner pocket because yeah. Then the previous or not previous possession, but the same possession. I don't know who got up the shot for Michigan, but it was just blocked right out of bounds into the corner. Ugh. Terrence. And then yeah, you're stuck in in dead man's corner trying to inbound it, and you're you you're you're praying at that point, and prayers were answered in Ann Arbor. (laughs) I prayers. I mean they were. What a shot. What a shot. I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was they reset the game clock to 2.1 seconds, and I'm sitting there, I'm looking, I'm like, dude, there's no way. Like, damn it. That's all I could think to myself. Damn it. And then Terrence Williams throws it in. Hunter takes one dribble, puts it on the deck for one bounce, and then just, just chuck it. At that point, just let it fly. He did. It goes in, and it's like pandemonium. Oh, my God. Here we go. Tide going into overtime. It's Sunday. Let's ride. Uh, And this Michigan team, they got 28 from Kobe Bufkin, whose draft stock just continues to rise. And it's, I mean, it's it's 28 points. It's eight rebounds. It's two assists. It's two steals. Guys everywhere and shoots just less than 50%. It's big buckets, too. Big buckets. Doug McDaniel, six of 12. Big buckets. Dougie Fresh is coming through. Only two turnovers in the game, played 43 minutes, the young freshman. 20 points, no rebounds, no assists, nothing else. I mean, it's a team that only had seven assists on the entire night, and four of those came from Hunter Dickinson just you know throwing cross-court passes, and guys were knocking down shots. So you had 28 from Bufkin, 20 from Doug, and 23 from Dickinson, who had 23 and 10 along with four assists, a steal, and a couple of blocks. Terrace Reed, a couple of big blocks, had five points in 17 minutes with three rebounds. Love Terrace Reed. Love Doug McDaniel. Just, I mean, wow. Could not believe that one, they got this victory. One thing that I don't think was really taken away from this game of how big of a break Michigan actually got when 
Terrace Reed got fouled but was hurt on the play and couldn't shoot his free throws. So Greg Gard had to pick one of the four guys on the court to shoot free throws, and it was between Bufkin, McDaniel, Baker, and Dickinson. Mm -hmm. And they chose Joey Baker because he's the worst, in quotations, free throw shooter percentages wise at 60%, but makes no sense. But I think that was just more of lack of attempts. Cause it's like, he, he's a good shooter, right? That doesn't make any sense. That is, is free throw percentage is that, is that poor Right. because you, you can't at, at that point when there's an injured player, the opposing coach gets the opportunity to select who they want to shoot the free throws, but it can only be for the players on the floor, not the individual that's being subbed in for the hurt player does that make sense yeah um and you lose out on terrace reed taking those free throw attempts at a 50 percent free throw shooter yeah it was just one of three just one of three yesterday too yeah not very good at free throws right but it's deal. like that's the guy you want on the free throw line yeah, ain't that the truth um it was it and you know there was uh there were a couple of calls uh, that were called in which, you know, most of the time I'm trying to like, oh, okay, all right. I could see it. Kobe Bufkin had a block that they called a shooting foul where he literally ended up with the ball in his hands. And, I mean, his hand was just over top of the ball, just like, give me that. And it's like they called a foul on that. It's like, dude, what? Are, what, 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 what I believe they doing? called the foul right before the block on that one, yeah, what, if what I remember correctly. What are we doing here? And then they give called the one on Joey Baker for – as Gus Johnson likes to put a little bump and grind. Yeah, I mean he was fully leaned into him. I get what Joey Baker. It's a little, he's trying to do the hands up. Yeah, it's a little ticky tacky all, one. Yeah, especially with the way they let him they let him play in the first yeah. half. The 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 inconsistency there was oh, shocking. Uh by the way, the Iowa game, real quick. How good was Fran McCaffrey uh in Kelly, the ref? Uh, that's all insane. time. How good was all time. Stare downs? I was I just mean, sitting there the whole time going Fran say one word and you are gone out of this game. One word, even a breath gets I you ejected. Believe they didn't tech him there. We'll step aside. We'll be back. Hour two is next. X's and Bros. Michigan Sports Network.